While you stand with your permission, I want to I want to read the text for today, uh, Genesis chapter 12, verse 2. You have it? Please find it quick. Genesis chapter 12, verse 2. And it reads, Moses wrote, saying, I will make you into a... Somebody help me say these next two words. The problem is, you don't think you're great. Do not let your circumstances give you your name. Let me go over here. They missing it over here. They sleepwalking over here. Let me get over here with some young college students who buck wild. Your problem is you are allowing your situation to entitle you. Uh, tell the neighbor, he ain't talking to me. God is making me into a great nation. And I will bless you is what God was telling Moses. I will make your name, help me say this word, great. So now look at here. He says, I'll make you into a great what? Nation, and I will bless you, and I will make your what great? Your name. Why are you going around here acting like a slave of the world? Come on. When God has made your name great and has declared and decreed that he'll make you great, a great nation. And you will be a what? Blessing. I want to continue on this morning with building generational wealth. Let us pray. Father, we, we seek your face. We understand, God, that you're in a class all by yourself. Oh, and we give you glory, honor, and praise. Oh, for what you've done, what you're doing, and getting ready to do. You woke us up this morning, started us on our way. In spite of the things that we carry, you loved us just today. And Father, I give you glory, give you honor, and give you praise. For a word that's coming from heaven, let it be free-flowing. Oh, let it be majestical, unmovable, infallible. Thank you for being a sovereign God. God, we thank you for being a sovereign God. You are divine and you are holy. Omnipotent, omnipresent. Thank you, God, for being the potter. Jesus. Whoa, and we be the clay. God, I thank you. In your son, blessed Jesus' name. That if it had not been for you on our side, Lord, I'm sorry, if it had not been for you on my side, where would I be? <laughs> and to you be all the glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' name, let the church say amen. High five two or three people and tell them I'm building generational wealth. Now, if you have to leave your seat to go to somebody that's striving, do that. Get away from all them poverty-stricken people. Get away from them people who don't want better. Move your seat from those people who ain't nothing but a bunch of talk. Oh, move your seat this morning. This ain't a morning to sit with friends. This is a morning to sit in a place of deliverance. If I have to move up front, 
I'll let nothing separate me from the Lord my God. I refuse to lose. I'll tell somebody else this morning, I refuse, I refuse. to lose. Now tell yourself, I refuse, I refuse. to lose. We understand that most people have fallen into a financial, uh, a negative financial situation that they can't seem to get themselves out of because of bad financial decisions. I asked you last week that you'll bring this journal with you. I see many of you have it. Obedience is always better than sacrifice. And I know there are some who say, I have a phone. God say, it ain't the phone that I want. This right here, I want you to write it down and make it plain. It's amazing how everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. It's amazing how everybody wants to be wealthy, but nobody wants to work. Everybody wants a wife, but don't want to take care of them. Wives want kids, but don't want to babysit them. Don't want to change the diapers. You can't have kids and still party like you used to. Partying probably got you the kids. Because most people are not doing what they used to do back in the old days where they trained out families. They planned out families. The Bible tells us when we talk about building generational wealth, the Bible first tells you before you build anything, count the cost. Our problem is we allow dreams to become our blueprint instead of allowing God's word to be the foundation. I wish I didn't have to say that this morning. I, I know I ain't going to get a lot of claps today. I'm going to step on a lot of toes. I'm not apologizing. Because that, that stinking thinking, say that, we're going to say stinking thinking a lot. Because stinking thinking has gotten us to where we are. The Bible declares and shows that think, stinking thinking caused most people to separate from God. It wasn't the righteous thinking that caused people to separate. It was stinking thinking, which means I want what I want, when I want, and how I want it. I'll think about how I'm going to pay it later. Yeah, as long as I get it. At least I can claim I had it. As if getting something and losing it, they have a hall of fame for it. They don't. We've declared this in this church as the year of no distractions. Yet we continuously become distracted. It's raining this morning. It was tough for you to get out of bed, but it's never tough enough for you to ask God what you want. No matter the circumstances outside, when you need that blessing, you up before everybody. Once you get it, you're the last one up. We're distracted by flesh. It's not people that we, we try to say it's people because that's an easy excuse, but it's flesh. 
that we are distracted by until we get to the point that we will build something, but it'll always be in the sand. The Bible declares the wise man built his house upon the rock. God tells us that on this solid rock, I stand. He tells us that the church was built on the foundation of a solid rock, yet we still build on sand. We build on things that are not stable enough, strong enough, deep-rooted enough to withstand storms. So when you build something, when you get that car you can't afford, it's just a matter of time before they come take it back. When you get that house that you can't afford, you don't like it after two months because it becomes a burden when you can't put no furniture in it. You can't hardly keep the grass manicured. Never have to take your Herbie Kerber to the street because you don't have the groceries or the garbage to put in there to take to the street. It's a shame when people allow their Herbie Kirby to suffer. Most people get into bad financial decisions because they, they make poor decisions. Decisions that are predicated off of flesh. It, it, uh, the decision that causes us to abuse our credit. Most people want to increase in credit so they can spend more. The world knows that, so the world capitalizes. They say, I'll lower your interest rate by 0.5%, increase your, limit, your, your, spend, your, your credit limit so that you will spend more, become more in debt, Owe me more, but you're telling yourself, I got a lower interest rate. But you're in more debt. How is it that we in the church can build generational wealth? We want everything. We desire houses. We desire everything. We say we desire to draw closer to God, but we never desire to pay tithes and offerings. We miss the root of what it is God desires so that we can build our house on the solid rock. You're selfish in your giving. You make excuses as to why you can't give. You pay your tithes, did all that, kudos, and don't read nothing about the offering. So yes, I keep generational curses off me, but I'm still in a holding pattern because I forgot the next part that says your blessings come from your offering. We're perishing as spiritual contractors due to the lack of knowledge. We're perishing because we have a hard hat on, but it's not the hard hat of salvation. We have our hat on with our company's name on it, and we get our company's dividends. We get our company's profit, which is very marginal. And then we, we hate the church. Let me talk to my man, my, my visitor. We hate the church because we're not getting the, 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 the dividends or the, the revenue that we should because we got perfect attendance now. You at church every Wednesday and every Sunday uh, like an empty wagon. God's word, he stands on it. So he said, whatever you give, that shall you also receive. When you're not receiving, quit blaming the man or woman of God. 
quit blaming that one Ursher. If this Ursher get out of my section, I swear to God, I can get some increase. <laughs> Sister Ruby, every time she in my section, I have a bad week. I was like that when I was young in church. I was at Church of God in Christ, and every time I came into church, and when they forced me to sit on the right side where Mother Willis was, I knew I was going to have a bad week. I wasn't nowhere near as close to Christ as I am now, do I say, but Mother Willis was an old mother. She had those knee highs tied in a knot. She, skirt was short. I mean, it was short so you can see the knee highs tied in a knot, and she was rough. And she made, I declare, every time I had to sit on her side of the church, my whole week in school would just all in the night. I have nightmares to this day about Mother Willis because she took a lot of chewing gum from me. That, that's when you had old, old mothers that were true ushers in the church. They come and they didn't say a word. They did everything by sign language. You, you in the church, they never say what they desire. They just sign language, just hit you and hands out. You know that mean uh, give up what's in your mouth. They were never rocked. They were never disturbed the pastor preaching. They did sign language in the church back then. Put the chewing gum, the bubble gum right in the palm of their hand with no gloves on, and they never got sick. Because when you're working on the side of the Lord and building his house, he'll build yours. The problem is, <clears throat> we want to build ours first. We want to build our house first, become the conductor, and we don't want to ask uh, the one who's providing the resources how they want the blueprint to look. And you struggle. And we said last week, and I'm quoting Dave Ramsey, he said, gain control of your money or the lack of it will forever control you. You can't start wishing for nothing and praying for nothing. We pray for the wrong things. We take things and we put them out of order. We put the, the, the carriage before the horse because we start planning on the house we want and we never, never go and plan how we're going to deal with our finances. Before you ever think about a house, you got to sit down and write out your finances. Only a fool will go and start looking at houses before they know what they qualify. I wish I had somebody in the church who said, I've been there. You're a fool when you start going to look for houses and don't know what your value is. That's what I want. God say, you can get that, baby, but you're about five steps away from that one. I got one right over here in Joyland. I want you to have that first because if you show me that you're faithful over a few things, Jesus, I'll show you. Then you can prove to me that you can be ruler over much. But, but too much is given now. Much is required, and we don't understand that. In order to gain control of your money or the lack of it, it will forever control you. You got to learn how to control your finances. So when you're buying a house... If your credit's straight, the first thing you look at is not, can I afford the mortgage? I'm going to teach this. 
is not whether or not I can afford the mortgage. The first thing I put on my paper is, my tithes is this. Oh, I wish I see this one. Uh, my, my tithes is this. My offering is this. This is what I have left. This is what I can afford. Uh, ask me how I know. I'm glad you asked. My first house, we went straight off of what we could afford and told God we'll owe him later. Uh, ask me what happened. I'm glad you asked. We lost a house. House went into foreclosure. Yeah, bad decisions. Bad decision. Right when we were starting to church six months in, it wasn't even six months, it was two months in, we got our house going to foreclosure. I had, see, y'all didn't know Took had been a member. Took had been a member from the beginning. Took endorsing them. The guys I have are 10 members. Five of them were guys I had to get the guys to come help the pastor move out of a house that was foreclosed on, a beautiful house. Why? It wasn't because I was a bad person. It was because I made poor decisions. I didn't have control of my money, though I made good money. The more you make, if you're not tied to God, it only reveals the fool in you. Trying to help somebody. Trying to help. Building generational wealth. Had it all, bedroom huge, huge bedroom. Can, can run the 40-yard dash in the bedroom. Yes. Went from a 40-yard dash bedroom to a U-Haul. Putting stuff, I wish I didn't have to say it. But sometimes he have to take your leader through because the church will never outgrow the anointing of your leader. So I have to make sure I explain my mistakes. Uh, so you don't make the same mistake. Listen, ain't no shame in my game. I, I'm, I'm just, I'm a much better man today because of those mistakes. Because I don't allow losses to be losses. Losses are lessons learned. Yeah, so some people, oh, that's too much. You know, that ain't too much. It's not enough. That's the problem in church. People give you false hope that you get in the world and suffocate due to your lack of knowledge. Jesus' whole thing in the New Covenant, Dorsey, was examples. I will lead by example. So you'll have something to pattern yourself after. You'll have something to pattern yourself after. Here's the other thing that we quoted last week. Never spend your money before you earn it. Oh, never spend your money before you earn it, and I'm quoting Thomas Jefferson. How many have counted your money already? <clears throat> you got paid Friday. You counted that money Tuesday. You start getting stuff Thursday, knowing it wouldn't hit your account to Friday when your check was, you know what, I, this church too so did it for me. I can't do it. I don't know if because it's raining, but it's the truth. I've done it. Where I've, I've, me and my wife have done it. You play chasing with the bank, catch me if you can. Hide and go seek, whatever you want to call it, is anything but prudent. It's anything but being prudent. Not being prudent brings about destruction. 
Not being prudent minimizes your chances of victory. Not being prudent. We also said last week that it's amazing and it's baffling how creditors have better memories than debtors. Amazing how debtors never remember that they owe you. Creditors never forget. Jeremiah 29 and 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans of good. Look, look, look what it says right here. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to what? Prosper you and not what? Harm you. Plans to give you hope and a what? Future. But whose plans are those? They're God's plans. So when we start talking about building generational wealth, the first thing we have to do is pray. The first thing we have to do is seek God's face. That's the first thing we have to do when we start talking about generational wealth. You can't go out and make your plan. People, what the new church going to look like? I say, I have an idea, but I'm still praying. I'm waiting on the Lord to holler back. Because what I want might not be what God already has desired. He know his thoughts concerning me. They are good and not of evil, but to give me an expected end. I got to go off of what he say, man. He the one put me here. He's my source. So why would I not check with him first? I love how they do it in football. When the quarterback come up to the line of scrimmage, he'll look at the defense. Um, and he's in the huddle. He'll give the plays. He'll give you two plays, and when you leave the huddle, he'll say, check with me on one, check with me on one. Ready, break. Check with me means if the defense is in something that's conducive for us to get positive yardage, we're going to run the first play I call. If it's not, if they're in a defense that has a great chance of stopping what we're running, he's going to step back off the line, and he's going to audible. Check with me, check with me, Texas, Texas. Run it the other way. We have to allow God to order our steps. We have to allow God to direct our path. Because sometimes God will audible. But you have to be receptive in your hearing. Oh, my God. See, we, we, don't, we miss a lot of things because of our selective hearing. wife telling you, baby, we can hold off on that. We don't need it. Baby, let's hold off on that. The man, no, I want this. I, I work hard for this. I might be in the wrong church. I knew I need to really preach this message in Oklahoma. Them cowboys out there appreciate this. Yeah. I'm going to get this, and then we tell ourselves, our conscience tell us, I deserve it. How many times have I deserve it gotten you in trouble? Just, just be honest. Just raise it, put it down real quick. God, God bless you. I deserve it got you in trouble. It's Friday. I deserve a cold beer. I worked 45 hours this week. The problem is that one beer leads to shots. Shots lead to Spending light bill money. I'm telling you what I've been through. I'm, I'm, man, I can't preach this to nobody. I got to preach on me. How many know I'm telling the truth? You ought to stand up and sit down on that one. 
I only went with the intention of buying one beer, end up starting to buy, leaving running a tab for everybody in the place, all because of my feelings. You can't build generational wealth off of feelings. You have to build generational wealth off of what you know. Again, the Bible says people shall perish due to the lack of knowledge. So the reason you're not moving forward, for one thing, you don't have enough in your spiritual account to be trusted to move forward, or you're refusing knowledge. That's why for the, the four weeks we're going to be dealing with and getting professionals in here that deals with generational wealth, that can help you um, professionally. I'm going to do it spiritually, but we need people who do this every day to tell you, baby, that's the wrong way. That, 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 let me tell you, that, you can do it that way, but it's going to cost you. Yeah, we, we need other Christians to come in here and help us and guide our hand. Because people in the government, they hold each other's hands. Trying to pardon. Okay, I'm not going to do that today. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, y'all pray for me. I got issues. I, I really do. Matthew 6 and 33 say, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then what? Some things will be added unto you. All things will be added unto you. God has given us the blueprint what you should do before you start asking. Before you start asking for things, you need to seek him first. Now, I like how that goes in and ties in with the scripture, Deacon Dixon, I'll have no other God before me. Because God knows as soon as he gives you that house, that house becomes your God. You will go into church every week, Sunday school, Bible study, paying tithes and offerings till you got the house. And when you got the house, all those things started to vanish. And God said, my, my word never changed. You sought me first to get it. You got to seek me to keep it. But we don't do that. We don't do that. And here's the thing. The principles of God are just not for saints. We, the, the Christians get it so confused. We think that it's only for us. No, it's for those who apply it. Anybody who apply it has the opportunity to reap it. Why do we have grace? Why do you see people that do bad things get good? He cheated on his wife, man. How that joker driving that Range Rover? He cheated on his wife, got a girlfriend, went with the girlfriend, went out with her Thursday. I saw him out, and then he laughed. He hollered at me, and then come home Saturday and take his wife out. And look at all what he have. His soul might not be right, but he's dealing with the attraction of the principles of God. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measures, pressed down, shaken together. Okay, I see we don't like this. I don't bust somebody bubble in here today. Huh? Because he would have said, Christians give, and it shall be given unto you. No, he said, give, principle. Ms. Miriam, I'm sure when you deal with people, black, white, Jew, or Gentile, it's all the same. If your credit right, you're going to get the house. She don't ask what kind of criminal record you have, how many kids you got. Um, you got any extra job? What you doing on the side? 
You gambling with shooting pool for money and all. She's looking at the principle because the principle is the same. Currency is the same across the board. Has nothing to do with religion. Religion should bring, should enhance your faith. To where when you do it God's way, you can declare and decree that this thing going to manifest. Oh, my God. And we say it manifests as what? When you what manifest as what? Power of what? Attraction. Power of attraction. Manifest. Manifest means the power of attraction. When I want things to manifest in my life, I understand that the power of attraction comes from manifest. When we say manifestation, that means the power of authority that's continuing to move in my direction, moving on my behalf. That's manifestation. It's coming to pass because of the authority. Okay. Jesus, when he spoke to Lazarus, Why was they waiting on Jesus to come and speak to Lazarus? Because he was his friend? It was more than that. Lazarus had a lot of friends. Lazarus was well-to-do. Read your Bible. Yeah, he wasn't no poor somebody sitting by the well. He was well-to-do. But Mary and them, his sister and them, couldn't find nobody that had the power Of authority. When I'm looking at a family, what declares a strong family to me is if the head of household has the power of authority. Can the daddy speak to that mountain and that mountain be that removed and cast into the sea? That's what I'm looking at. That's attractive to me in a family. Yes, where are you spiritually? Are you eating together? How are you building generational wealth? You did it in a way you're afraid to tell your children. I make sure I tell my children. Daddy, tell me about when you got locked up fair time for the drugs. I'd be glad to. Your daddy was looking at 25 years. I'm glad to tell them. Sister Miriam, I'm glad to tell them. Because I want to show them how God delivered. I want to show them the right way to build generational wealth. Yeah, I don't want to be sitting out there quit feeding your children fairy tales. You ain't building a house, you're building a shack. You know little Johnny having problems reading. Boy, you're going to be the best engineer in the world. Baby, he don't like math now. Unless something miraculous is going to happen... He, he might be building a shack. It, it's the truth. Everybody got their kids in AAU basketball that it takes. They never, now watch this now. I'm just, I want to talk to old school. Ms. Marion, they, they never go to church no more. Now, you know, when we were young, you didn't just go to church. You went to Bible school. Come on, man. You went to Sunday school. You were at church all day long. Sunday school, after Sunday school, you ran to the store, mama gave you a dollar, go get them penny cookies. You come back to church, and by the end, they're doing devotion. Then you sit in the church, and after church, y'all go and eat with everybody else, or they cooking downstairs in the church because you got evening service. 
I didn't like it, but I didn't realize that it was building spiritual generational wealth in my family. I didn't like it back then because I was ready to get home. Everything now is on Sundays. AAU soccer. AAU softball. AAU basketball. And we had a boy living in the cul-de-sac with us. His daddy put him on the AAU team. And I used to watch the kids shoot the basketball. I'd stand and sit in my garage and just watch him. And I was like, his daddy's paying all that money. That joker couldn't hit the side of a barn. His daddy spent all that money because his daddy trying to build generational wealth through his son that he was too cowardly to do himself. They don't like it. You ready to go? You ready? Can I go with you? Because they don't like it. They might kick me out of here, bro. Yeah, quit trying to live your dream through your kids. I pray little Johnny make it. Little Johnny better make it. And you got Johnny doing push-ups and everything else, doing more push-ups and sit-ups than he reading his books. Got a whole workout routine now at the house. This is what you're going to do every day. And it has nothing to do with read your word. Study. Your parents are better friends with your AAU coach than they are your school teacher. Okay. And we wonder why we struggle, and we wonder why we suffer, and we wonder why we put people who want to help you get a house in unusual situations. Because you're not equipped. You're not woman and man enough. You're not Christian enough to do the right things. Putting first thing first. The first thing we have to do when we're talking about generational wealth is pray. I got to pray. That's God. He says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his Righteousness, and then all these things shall be a promise. It's a promise. You can count that, baby. If you're doing it God's way and following the steps, it's, it's going to happen. Just a matter of time. And sometimes the more you wait, the bigger the promise. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, that, that right there should have got somebody's feet moving. Somebody should have got up, turned around, touched the ground, started hula-hooping all in the name of Jesus. It's coming, baby. It's coming. It ain't, it ain't over. It's not dead. He's just letting my roots go deeper in the ground because what he got for me is big, and I want to make sure that this time what God has for me, it is for me so that when the storms blow, This time, my, my, my house won't, won't go with the wind, being tossed to and fro and tear down. I want to make sure that the foundation is solidified enough to where I don't care what storm comes because my house is built on the solid rock I stand, that my house will stand. I don't have to worry about up and down interest rates. What do they call those? My flexible interest rates? What do they call those? Well, they something. Yeah, the variable interest rates, where they go up and down seasonal. You, you're paying 800 now when you got in, and in three months, you're 1400 That That's not wise. That's anxious. But the Bible declares, it tells us, be anxious 
for nothing. But through prayer, supplication, make your request made known unto God. So we don't have to be anxious. The Bible tells us to let patience have her. So why are you up here salivating, slobbing, having conips and fits because you haven't got your house? Huh? Why, why are you up here having all kind of fits because right now you still got to use a prepaid credit card? Okay. They have their place. They have their place. Mrs. Marin, I've been in one of her seminars. I, I know about the prepaid credit card. It'll boost, but I'm going to let her do it. Now, but, but I'm just telling you, I know how it is. I don't been in two of her seminars. I know what the prepaid to do. I don't want to keep it my whole life. At some point, I need to graduate. But what I'm trying to do right now to help me. But a lot of people don't know. They perish due to the lack of knowledge. I like how it says it over in Psalms chapter 37, verse 4. He tells us this, Dorsey. He says, delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the... He didn't, put a, he didn't put a price on it, Marion. He didn't say, I give you $10,000 of your desires. He didn't say, I give you a fifth of it. He didn't say, I give you a medium. He said, I'll give you the desires of your heart. But what's the prerequisite? Delight yourself first in the Lord. We can't get around this thing, peeps. That we can't get around it. You have to man up, gird up, whatever. You stand up and say, for God I live, for God I die. I'm going to do it God's way because ain't no other way. Every other way leads to a dead end. Trust me. I've lived this now. I'm not telling you what Oprah said. She can't remember the last time she had a bill. You're talking to somebody who get them at the first of every month. Oh, y'all forgot. Pastors don't have problems. I forgot. Pastors are put on pedestals. We don't even eat. We just pray fast and seek God's face. We're having a fleshly experience just like you. We have to utilize these principles just like you. We just have to have an incredible amount of faith sometimes when you're dealing in the church because you got a bunch of mini-gods in the church. Oh, many, you know mini-gods. Some of y'all call them midget-gods. Yeah, they have their own theology. They, they have their own seminary. They have their own ways, their own logic, have their own Bible verses. Yeah, go in and redirect, make addendums to God's Bible verses. And because you lack knowledge, you believe it. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Last one, Proverbs says, 24, 3 and 4 says, watch this here. Proverbs, get that up for me. Proverbs 24, 3 and 4. If you have it, say amen. Find that for me, please. It's in the New Testament, uh, right behind the book of Acts. Somebody was looking. Look at what it says. 
by wisdom, by wisdom, a house is what? By wisdom, a house is built. Now, now, but here it is. Now, here it is. Look at the beef cause of this. And through what? Understanding. Understanding what? The wisdom. Oh, shucks. By wisdom, a house is built. And through understanding, it is established. Go back to three for me. There are two things that takes place in this text. By wisdom, a house is built. Not your wisdom, but the wisdom that comes from God. How do I get wisdom from God? The Bible declared, and I like this generational thing that comes with building generational wealth. Dorothy, catch this. Because of David... Come on, come on, Chisholm. Because of David, who was his son? That Solomon. David taught his son, Solomon, about wisdom. So when the opportunity came for Solomon to have his one-on-one conversation with God, when God asked Solomon, what is it you desire? Because of the wisdom that came from David, Solomon said, God, give me wisdom. He had understanding of what to ask. And because he asked the right thing, God declared, you will forever be the richest, the wealthiest, and the wisest man ever in this world. Say bloodline. The wisdom is like anointing. It should flow down the river. But all too often, it get clogged up with parents who are not on the same frequency as God. That's how your children detour. We call it generational curses. They detour because the parent isn't on the same frequency with God, so the parent's not getting blessed because the parent can't hear from God. That means the children going the same way the parent's going, so the child can never get blessed because they can't hear from God. Now, here's the thing. The parent might know the voice of God because they might have been there before, and the child will never know the voice of God because there's a layer between God and the child. Building. Generational wealth. I've seen kids who were birthed by a male figure. 
but call somebody else daddy. Because at a young age, they was blessed with enough anointing to realize where they needed to plug into. Now, their biological father rejects this because of envy, jealousy, self-centeredness, and lack of power. If you want to stroke a man's ego, show him he got power. So when a biological father says, I don't, or his son says, this is my daddy here. Biological fathers go into a rage. They, they go back to toddler stage. Start jumping around, acting crazy. Boy, all I did for you, and you like everything you did for me, I could pay back. I got to stop. I, I want to keep going, but I got to stop. I got, God, that's going to take me somewhere. I was supposed to be up for 30 minutes this morning. I got to stop. Put your hands together, God. Give, give God glory, honor, and praise. I want to be obedient to the Spirit as we stand. Come on. As the ministers come, let me be someone this morning who need prayer. You're in a place.